0: Pure today no fanui, pure today here with Catherine Burkett, my brainy mate. Um, and we're just we're we are just we are we are just chewing the fat as they say. We're just talking about things that I believe. I get excited about these sessions because it just fills up my my tank of knowledge and I can run myself better. <laughs> I actually know myself better, which is man, I'm in my 60s. I wish I knew this when I was 16. But anyway, hey, I've got a little story for you. I struggled a bit at school. For all sorts of reasons, it wasn't all my fault, or their fault. But um, <laughs> and exams weren't great. I mean, I ended up being a second year six, and I did okay in the you know in the assessments and stuff. I mean, NCEA, I would have been cool, man. But exams and stress, I just uh, didn't do that good uh, at all. Is this something? Uh, is this a real thing out there for our Tamoriki?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I, and I always laugh with exams, and I think about exams. Yes, they're testing your knowledge. But when we, again, simplify it down to red brain, green brain, knowledge is held in your green brain. So you have to be able to access that green brain to get that knowledge. Right. But green brain is only available when red brain is calm. So if you walk into an exam and you get stressed, you're worried, you're tense, you're, um, you've got more of an issue about failure or less practice of failure, those sorts of things, or just genetically you're more anxious or that sort of thing, then your red brain activates and you can't access your green brain. Mm. And, and, and I and I have a um, story when I was at uni and I, I was studying at uni and for s- a certain reason I didn't go to this one subject, so I learned nothing about this one subject. So I asked two of my girlfriends and I said, oh, could you study in front of me? Just just korero, ta- 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 go through everything. And I just sat and listened, wrote some notes, listened, wrote some notes, listened, and then we went into the exam pretty much straight after. And I passed. Right. But one of my girlfriends didn't. And I didn't have any more information than she had. But what my brain is good at was walking into the exam and staying calm. I didn't have a worry. I wasn't tense. I wasn't stressed. So I could access all of my green brain, whereas what she did is she was a a real stressor. So she went into the exam. Her red brain activates. She can't access her green brain. But now, and I can't guarantee this, but I bet you if the two of us got together, there's more likelihood that she remembers the information than I do. Like I was very good at holding it in my head staying calm, regurgitating it, yep. and then walking away. But I don't remember a lot of the <laughs> right. stuff I learnt. Yeah. So what is true learning? Because And you might actually, even though you might have not done well in the exams, like you said, NCA gives us more exam, uh, options, you might actually know that stuff better than I did, but I passed my exams right because I could keep my brain in a state where I could access all that information. Do you see? So that's exams. And we can help ourselves get better at that. But we also have to realise that it's there's this other factors that come into all of this. So exams are not the be-all and end-all of assessing, do I know this, the information?
0: Because there's a whole lot of people. I mean, I've done fine in my life. There's a whole lot of people who have done fine like me without um, doing all that well uh, in that area or being assessed in that way. And when I think about it, a lot of the things I learnt – was through my parents through interaction uh the skills that i've picked up uh the wisdom that i've picked up wasn 't from that way of learning. the other thing is i didn 't have pressure to pass my exams um mm. you know my dad was a, a beautiful man and um, he just wanted me to to get everything I needed to equip fill your tank up and go out there and have a good life and be a good man you know so it wasn 't so much about being um Self-induced pressure or pressure by my parents, so I'm sure that helped a bit.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, so remember, there's genetics. So we're born, you know, on a continuum. Some people more anxious than others, just when we're born. I mean, yep. look at little Bubby. You know, like you look at little Pepe and they were like oh, stressed out, and other ones that are about falling out your arms because yep. they're so chilled. You've got genetics. All comes down through your whakapapa. papa. It could be in in, um, in as we've talked about in utero. It could have been changed, and all of those sorts of things. But if you're highly stressed, then it the, having pressure on from your parents or not won't matter right. But when it comes to that middle ground, it's going to add pressure if your parents are like, you've got to pass and you've got to do this and you've yeah. got to get that to get this or and, and the other thing I find really fascinating in our system because this is not on teachers, this is on the system, is that there is so much writing on our schools to get epic academic high academic outcomes. And, and you look at buying a house. You, it costs more oh. to buy a house in an area with a school that has high academic outcomes. <laughs> I was talking to a... The zones. I, yeah, exactly. And I was talking to a principal the other day, and they are amazing. They're one of the best schools I've ever seen with nurturing learners, um, they they take in learners that no other school will take. And they increase these kids' abilities to actually be in class and participate and feel good about themselves and share and engage in games. And that's what I'm watching and I'm going, you guys are amazing. But they were actually advised to take out some of the results of their um, tests because it was so low. Because they were so low, the school was going to be so badly performing um, it was going to look bad. The numbers. Yes, they were the, the most numbers. amazing school for the individual child. Yep. And so so much <clears throat> is driven by those high academic outcomes. And so what's happening is that co- that feeds down to the teachers training our kids oh, to God. become robots to get those good outcomes. And you're right, what do we actually need in life? We need problem solving, yeah, learning to fail, thinking. all the critical thinking. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't got time for that. We've got to get the answers, and we've got to get you passing the exams with... Um, the right marks. And and I know I'm general because there's amazing schools out there and there are hundreds of schools that are doing amazing stuff and building critical thinking. But our school system is designed to robot our kids into passing an exam and getting a high academic, isn't it? Do you know yeah. if you think about it?
0: Yeah, 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 robot our kids. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're quite right, though, because um, I know people who are, Extremely well qualified, but they actually struggle so much in life with with a lot of things, with a lot of real things. You know,
1: I, I work a lot in the sports industry, so I do a bit of work in there. And um, that's where we met, wasn't it? No, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you, was, when you yeah. were doing your prize giving for your yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> um, and and there was a uh, Wayne Goldsmith, who's a very amazing uh, presenter from Australia and he was a swimming coach, and he would say, you see these kids turn up, and you have that kid turn up who's the amazing swimmer, like this amazing swimmer. And then you have the other kid turn up who's, a you know, higher than average, but just in that space, swimmer. And the second kid turns up, and they've got their own lunch, they've made their lunch, they're carrying yeah. their own bag, they are, they say hello, good morning, the, the, the amazing swimmer turns up, mummy's holding the bag, they don't look at you, you know, that sort of thing. He said, if you looked at both of them, I would put my money on the second kid. You know, like I would put the money on them because when we're really good at things, when we're really excellent at things, we don't practice failure. We don't practice resilience. And so what happens is some kids who, like, you know, like like I had that ability to do exams, but in my other life and on the farm and stuff, I learned resilience. I learned failure, right? But if I'd only come through the education system, I probably would have ticked all those boxes with not much effort. Right. And so when it comes to the real world, (laughs) I practice resilience. Like I said, I had it everywhere else in my world. And that's why sometimes if you're really good at the things that education is testing and you don't have failure, or you're an incredibly good sports person and you don't have failure, you're actually in the long run not going to be the better achiever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. When things get difficult.
0: And you're less hungry.
1: Yeah, because you're just used to getting it. Yeah. You're just used to getting it. And when you don't get it, your whole system goes, oh, I I failed. I can't do that. Whereas someone else goes, oh, yeah, I failed. I failed last time. But if I try again, I'll get there.
0: And and one of the, um, you know, we're at the parenting place today, cured it to them, cured Mm -hmm. it to us, rather. (laughs) Uh, One of the things, uh, you know, I've heard a few of my fellow presenters say is, uh, hey, um, your kids should make mistakes. They should make little mistakes and journey through those, which is failure, and learn from that and handle it and realise it's a part of life.
1: Absolutely. And so if we're talking about exam stress, yep. and the issue is, is that when we get to exams, sometimes it's the first time there's been an absolute. Now, quite often, and I get why we do this at certain levels, but our kids fail something, like they don't hand in an assignment or they they don't get that maths test right or something, we say, that's okay, I'll give you another try. Right. I'll give you another go at it. I'll give you another couple of days for that. And, and then they don't, and then sometimes the parents come in and, and advocate. Go, come on, we weren't ready. we we need more time, and so we go, okay, we'll give you more time. What happens when NCEA exams happen? You don't get you don't get another chance. Yep, you fail that, and it's failed. But in all honesty, think about your kids' experiences. Have they ever had that happen, or have you tried to negotiate another chance for them? Have you tried to to give them another excuse or something like that, and it's natural as parents to try and do that, but actually we need to know that if you fail, sometimes there's no rego, yeah, and 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 and, and that's why exams can be so difficult for our kids. Whereas if we've actually let them make mistakes, fail, get it wrong, have no uh, another chance to do it, and actually said, "Sorry, that's it, you're done." There there is no rego on that. Oh, but oh, I'll give them another chance then because that makes me feel better. No, actually. They will cry. They will stamp their feet. They will feel bad. But it's not really going to matter as much as when they get to their exam and they realise that this is yep. that's what it is. Game it's, on. Yeah, and we have to teach the brain that. If we haven't practised it, we don't learn
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit here, but you talk about exam fear. One of the things, because I'm, I'm often in a public space like you're in a public space, people have been asked this all around the world. What is the scariest thing you can do? And they talk about public speaking. <laughs> now, I know I've gone off the track a little bit, but uh, what do you think about that statement? You know, what what happens in your brain when you have to get up in front of an audience, when you're challenged?
1: But see, for me, and, and that's why I love what I do, because actually it, it was never a thing. When I first worked with Brainwave Trust, I remember I yeah. got this feedback and saying, oh, you're just a natural. And I'm like, natural, what? And it was actually Wayne Goldsmith, who I just mentioned, he saw me do a session and I said, oh, could you – could you give me some feedback? Because he was such an amazing presenter. And he said, oh, you move your hands like this and then you talk like this and you do this. He goes, who taught you to speak? I said, nobody. Um, and so obviously it's in my whakapapa. It's it's something that I know. And when I listen to my dad tell stories, he's an amazing storyteller. Mm, mm. And it's something that I'm fine. I stand in front of an audience and I love it. There mm. is no fear in my brain whatsoever. There was when I did my TEDx talk. I was so scared yeah. because the pressure on that was massive. Very but good though. Check it I out, fun, eh? <laughs>
0: um,
1: But But so... For me, there's something natural there. But I do know lots of speakers who are in that space. And essentially, it's the brain scanning and saying, am I going to die, like we've talked about? And, yeah. and and there's that huge pressure. You say one thing wrong or, you know, like you do something embarrassing or whatever, everybody's looking at you and you're up there. And 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 that's a really scary space. Yeah. So so public speaking is one of the scariest things, which is, again, an example in schools and other places where we – we say, well, you don't have to do it. So someone's really scared of public speaking, and it happened um, at, at a um, space in my whānau, and there was someone at school, and the, someone in their class didn't want to do a speech, was so scared of doing a speech. So the entire class did their speech to a screen. Right. And I don't agree with that, because actually we need <laughs> some stress. We need some pressure. That one person needs to be under pressure. So maybe they just talk to one person. And the rest of the class had to do it to all class. Or, but I want us stretched into the uncomfortable because these things, you, you, not all of us are going to become public speakers. So you don't no. have to speak in front of the whole class. No. But I want you to speak in front of a couple of people because the whole brain has to learn to be stressed, to feel uncomfortable, to get, we've done that resilience podcast, but our education system, the system, not the individuals in it, the system is designed to pump out our kids at the end with the, as much marks in the top academic as we can get because that makes the school look good so then they can charge more money and they can get more. But do you know what? Like, yeah, it's a, system. it's a machine. It's, it's a, a machine. machine. And it is not asking what is the best thing for our kids. What do our kids actually need
0: to move forward in, this, move world. Forward in this world? And yep. it's
1: not an exam. Where, Where in your life have you ever had to sit down with no notes, no access to anything, regurgitate a massive amount of information in a small amount of time?
0: Wow, well put. Well put, lady. So,
1: why are we doing it?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I had to. I had to. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's not fair. I had to do exams, and I had them. So you have to too. Why, you know? And NCA is coming a long way towards it. Very good. Yeah, letting there be those practical things and all those sorts of. Um, experiential learning and all of those situations, it's fantastic because that's actually real life. But yeah. we need to get into more, like you said, critical thinking, um, project-based learning, setting our own goals, doing those sorts of things because that's life. That's life.
0: I remember when NCEA first came out and um, some kid, and I think it was up north, he would get five credits for repairing a chainsaw, right? And the flack that this, this kid got, you know what? That kid wasn't going to be a doctor. He passed his NCA Level 2 because he did that course. And there's plenty of people who have got those ability to do those things. My eldest son, actually, he did a scuba course because it was seven uh, credits for Level 3. And he ended up being a skipper at the Poor Knights Islands up here in Whangara, you know. And it's also, we got to, you know, think out of the box. But another question I have for you, how come, because I was, can you imagine when I was doing morning talk at primary school? I went on far too long. <laughs> But how come a lot of these kids that are younger just bolt straight in, straight into it? I'm talking, I am talking about the education system because it's a good idea to get our kids up in front of the class. How come as younger kids they don't have any problem, then they get older and things change?
1: Was well, that, that their understanding of yourself and what people think of you and all that oh. sort of stuff? We don't, we we. Don't really care what people think of us when we're younger. Yeah. Um, to it or older. Extent. I don't care. Yeah. Or now, because we, so we go. Well, I don't really mind what you think of me and all that. Yeah. But but there is that, especially around the early adolescence. We have this huge. We, we're constantly scanning um, for for danger and and and, and friend and foe and and do I fit? Am I different? Who am I? And so standing up in front of an audience at that stage is significantly harder than mm. um, at, you know other times. So yeah, and and some people just naturally at it. Some people aren't. Um, but in all things, we need to stretch ourselves into the uncomfortable, but where that uncomfortable is looks different for different people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, and we're talking about the system, do you think we're getting better at this? We must be getting better.
1: We are. With NCA, it's obviously different than those exams. I mean, when you think about your entire schooling year it came down to, you know, a three-hour exam where you uh, had to regurgitate. Three minutes, in my case.
0: <laughs> I, I signed Names. it and signed it, Yeah. <laughs> I remember I got eight for maths when I was in the sixth form and I think I got four of those points for actually Your being name. there. Yeah, 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 I got that right. Um,
1: so, yeah, that that was, that was huge. I mean, that was ridiculous, um, putting all that pressure on there. So we are getting better at that. But we are still aiming at getting outcomes that are not actually aligned with real-world needs. Right. When we think about the jobs that our kids are going to do, and they're going to have to be adaptable, and they're going to have to, and 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 also even things like maths, and I, and maths is great to learn, and even algebra, so learning patterns and all those sorts of things because it's great, but there's a certain amount of maths that we walk around with a phone now, yeah, that has a calculator on it, yep. So as long as we understand all of those concepts, um, if you're going to be a engineer or something, yeah, carry on and do your maths. But my daughter dropped maths and um. Uh, sixth form. So, <gasps> Shocking. You, and you what sort of have, mother are you? You should have heard the feedback. Everyone was like, you're not doing maths. You have to do maths. And she was very good at maths, but she's what she wants to do is not maths orientated. Yep. So it's like, you don't have to do maths, but the feedback. Oh, our parents make us do maths. And you, what's your mother going to say? My mum oh. actually suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, why carry on? She's got a good level. And if she wants to do, say if she wants to go and be an engineer... She will go do a maths course, and she's got enough of that basic maths. Groundly. She will do it. She didn't need to do that. She wanted to do philosophies, and she wanted to do all these other subjects. Well, then don't do maths. Uh, why are we pushing our kids into doing some of these core subjects that actually are no longer reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, what we used to think were the most important, but now it's critical thinking, problem solving. Um, working as a team, for goodness sake. Working as a team where do we make kids structure groups and have a leader and follow instructions and those sorts of things? Because that's actually something that our our youth going into work are finding quite difficult now because right. they've not had to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And success is a very personal thing. And, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I know what success is. It's it's living in harmony and having a good quality of life. Now, just last week, Catherine, I haven't, you know, because you know I don't prep for these because I like it to, to fly <laughs> off, to, to wing it. But just last week, apparently you're going to get NCA points for doing kapahaka, waiata, te reo Māori sort of stuff, right? And I'm looking at this. And obviously being a Maori boy from up north, I think this is great, this is great. And I was talking to a mate of mine, and he says, Really pure And I said and I said, Actually, you know, a lot of my Pākehā whānau are actually learning Toreo Maori, right? The biggest obstacle for them is finding tutors. We mm. cannot get tutors. Right. So we're upskilling these kids. It might be in a different way. Um, they learn Waiata, they learn te reo Māori, they feel good about themselves, they've got a solid uh, uh, connection with who they are to grow properly, they become great citizens. Eh? So sometimes we just have to look a little deeper when we hear these things, you know.
1: Well, I think, and, and, and this is probably slightly um, non-BC comment, but we don't worry about that. No, no, no. I, I, fun, I right? think a lot of people that are setting these outcomes, they they didn't have fun at school. I ha! didn't have fun at school. So so if you're having fun... You're not working. <laughs> you're I... not working out now. Do you see? And so if you're doing kapahaka, but if you then make up something and you teach other people it and you get them to follow you and you know all of that and you, and you arrange that group, and that's massive. Those skills are, are way more... Leadership. Leadership. Do you see if you do that or... or Well, creativity and stuff like that, that's – so we can write a play and do that, but you can't do it in Kapahaka. Yeah, yeah, drama's fantastic. I love drama. So, but because they're having fun –
0: Yeah.
1: We think – like you says fixing a chainsaw. Oh, my goodness. Learning how to fix a chainsaw is so much – I'd much rather you learn that than learn – Pythagoras theorem. Yeah. Because there's there's going to be a lot more use in knowing how to fix a chainsaw because then you might be able to fix the lawnmower as well because yeah, yeah. it's got similar, yeah. part, you know, those sorts of things. But and also be proud just...
0: of what you can achieve, yes. eh? Because it builds your self-esteem. Because yeah. I can't fix a chainsaw. You know. I, so I, you I, need that fella. I, I need that fella. I need <laughs> that fella, bro. You don't
1: need someone who knows Pythagoras theorem. They're a waste of space. No, and
0: he's going to charge me 80 bucks an day <laughs> to fix it, and I say good <laughs> on you, bro, because I can't fix it.
1: Absolutely. So, so I think what we've got to see is – what what some gener- some of the generations are seeing yeah. is if our kids are having fun learning that
0: yeah
1: then that's not work that that they shouldn't be doing that
0: it's it's not a value but it's yeah. so it is, so but it actually is, it is a value
1: so is. and i and i get I'm I, getting I,
0: excited here
1: <laughs> but i find it really fascinating to think so 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 i've this down it was just recently when i was trying to sort of unpack it so our kids are in class and we're asking them to sit still And I'm going to feed you some information that may have no relevance to you, but I'm going to feed it to you. You're going to have to either redo it some other way. You're going to learn it, regurgitate it. Because why? (laughs) Because one day I'm going to give you an exam and then one day you might get a job with that. Do you see what I mean? We go to work. We go to work every day. And there are things we don't want to do and we avoid it and we and we you know, get someone else to do it, or we grudge our way through it, but we have to do it because we're getting paid at the end of the week, at the end of the month. We expect our kids to sit there, participate in something that has got no relevance to them. Doesn't turn their switches on. Nothing. Yeah. Because one day and Do you see?
0: (laughs) You're making it sound so ridiculous now I'm not anti-education anti at all I'm I'm a life learner I love learning new things but they've got to be things that fill my tank and are good for me and everybody else around me mm-hmm.
1: now I've got two <laughs> I love the way
0: women do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I've got two kids and and I love it because they're so genetically different and yeah. and 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 one of my kids Adores education, Yeah, adores it, laps it up, loves it for the sake of education. One teacher wasn't doing such a good job, so they went out and got another teacher to teach them, right? They love education, love the whole outcome, love the success, seeing the um, feedback on the um, exams, all that sort of stuff. Love it. Other one hates it. Absolutely, there's no intrinsic value whatsoever in the education system mm. and is disengaging. Now, that's, that, that is because the system is saying, we're going to do it this way and you have to engage with me. Yeah. Now, if we did things differently, if we made it enjoyable, if we taught chainsaw lessons, yeah. not from when they're 15, 16, from when they're eight, you know, like starting yeah. to bring in these The things. combustion
0: engine, what an amazing oh science.
1: Right. And you see when you get kids, I love these forest schools, and people go, oh, they go to these forest schools and they're so engaging. Yeah, every kid doing something they enjoy is going to love it. And I love forest schools because they allow What's kids. What's a forest school? They take them and they're outdoors. And these oh, right. kids and, the, and the, the the teachers, I don't think they call themselves teachers, they call facilitators or something, they they let the kids explore and then it, it's the whole sort of Montessori Yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 I you love it, kids, I love it. Right, and so that's sort of an idea is they get an interest, but they still have to investigate and they have to learn from it. And they push them into difficult things, like you got to try that. But it's led by the kids and outdoors and all that sort of stuff. and And... My daughter said, oh, "Don't do that. I don't want to go outside and learn. You know, yeah, so she yeah, wouldn't yeah. enjoy that. But, but why aren't we not creating spaces where our kids are enjoying and learning from and doing stuff? A smorgasbord of of information where our kids can choose from. Oh, I didn't get that when I was a kid and I was at school. Yeah, and that's where I think we're having the the pushback is yep. because the people making the rules had to go through this. I had to get through it." So you have to, and it's like why? <laughs> because because yeah. when you look it's at like how saying... many of our, um, especially our rangatahi, are, are disengaging from yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, And we go, "There's something wrong with you." No, there is something wrong with the system because a lot of them will turn out to be very good, very successful, very successful, more successful than some of those people that pass exams because they can retain that information and regurgitate it.
0: Kilda, that's really important. Um, I live out in the Henderson Valley and um, all my three boys went to the local Henderson Valley school. Then once a year, because we had this teacher, he was a madman, looked like a hippie, fantastic (laughs) guy. And uh, we'd do the, we got the Opunuku Stream, right? So we'd do the Opunuku Stream Walk. Okay. So these kids from the the older part of the school, they'd come in with their sand shoes and stuff, and we'd have one parent to four kids, okay? Because it gets waist high and we and we go up, she's about three miles up the stream and we're doing this. And these guys are now thirty and they still talk about and then they roll around in the mud and (laughs) just What's my point? My point is that there's um, so many beautiful things right at our fingertips that um, we don't necessarily engage in. It's so good for them.
1: Absolutely, and that would be called a day off school. Yeah, no, that would have been a non-learning day. You know, yeah, like yeah. that would have been they learn a- <laughs> to work learned, as a team. More. They actually might have learned to balance in the middle of a stream and what oh. parents do. You know, like and yeah. all the things we don't even know that they're learning in those spaces because we let them. Sit in that space and learn. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Why? Why can't? Why? what How cool would it Health be safety? if our kids? Oh, it's one on one now. By the way, when you're on water. Oh, is it? It's one on one, not one to four.
0: Yeah, this was a few years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: But how? But that's. Sort of, but even going out, honestly, and when we talk about that, we're doing the Rams forms, the the, the assessments of the risk. Teachers just can't be bothered anymore. Not uh, some teachers do. It's get too me, hard. Don't get me wrong. But when you've got to fill out all those forms and do all this and then that and then this and then everything like that, they go, well, actually, let's just write some things on the board and teach them there instead of taking yeah, yeah, them yeah, on the stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're losing the plot a bit. We're losing yeah. the plot. And by the way, there's still teachers that keep doing that and they're amazing. Thank oh. you very much to whoever's doing it. But what I'm saying is it's the system is making it more difficult.
0: Hey, we were talking about, and we're still in that general area, thank goodness, because I'm meant to be sort of running this interview, um, <laughs> about exam stress and about pressure. And about parents, I want to ask you about a behaviour that I really struggle with: is sideline parents uh, that, in especially in rugby and rugby league, uh, even soccer actually, that are just off the planet. Uh, it's it's a real cult. It's it's a ugly part of New Zealand sporting culture.
1: Mhm. Uh, and I and I can I, I couldn't talk for all countries, but I'm pretty sure it's not just New Zealand. Yeah. We want to win. We want to win, and feeling and winning is great. If we get this massive, and, and in the brain, you do you get a dopamine euphoric feedback um, in the brain when you win. So it is a massive pleasure. And the more connected we are with someone, the more we feel their pleasure or pain. Right. Um, for example, if, if your child slams their finger in a door, ooh, right, ooh, <laughs> you actually feel it. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, if you watch the brain, it actually lights up in the same part. So My one. Yeah, yeah, your brain. So if so, if your um, kid bang yep. slams their finger, your brain actually, if I scanned your brain, would activate in the same place, which is crazy, isn't it? So we actually feel their Weird. pain.
0: Mm.
1: Weird. But you also get the same pleasure. So when our kids win, we win. Right. Right?
0: This is a very civilised <laughs> way of, of looking at this. I...
1: And losing makes us feel really bad and it starts to red brain us and we start Kilda. to turn into red selfish, impulsive, irrational children. And And, and so there's... There's that, but there's also like I found because I loved rugby, and it's funny whenever we watch rugby, there was one side where all the spectators were. For some reason, there was the other side that usually didn't have any spectators. And me and one of the other the dads of one of the other kids, we would spend, we'd run up like that was my exercise for the week, up and down, and and I would give a lot of feedback, and he would actually get quite. <laughs> You Critical with his yeah. feedback, and, oh, and once or twice he got asked to stand down because of his critical feedback. Um, <laughs> but, but to me, when I yelled and I yelled out and I was like, "Oh, that wasn't a you know, oh, did you see the ends of the right? You know, like when I was yelling that out, I wasn't criticizing. I was just Commentate. commentating, commentating, <laughs> and and I never said you are a you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I but I would I've, in that way I was sort of questioning, and so sometimes I think. I'm just I'm just being a person. I'm right. I'm getting involved in right, that. Right, right, and right. so there's there's a balance between some of our refs and our and our people on the field getting too triggered by some feedback. Do you know what I mean? So there's that, but there is also the the some real and absolutely disgusting yeah. language. And part of that, which is another thing we could potentially unpack in another session, but online, and remember we keep saying what we practice, we get you know, better at, and, w- and what our brain experiences, it learns. And online,
0: people are oh.
1: horrible. And by the way, if anyone ever gives feedback on this podcast, that's that's negative, like uh, uh, critically feedback, yeah. please love give, it, a, love it. give it to us. But if someone said something quite vile, what I would want to do is find their address and I'd knock on their door. And I'd say, hi, I'm Catherine, and you wrote that. Could you just say it to my face now, please?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Be-
1: Because we we wouldn't. We wouldn't yeah. say that, but what we're doing is we're practicing again And some of the things, like we've got a Facebook page for the community, where I'm in, and man, yeah. some of the things people say about each other is just disgusting. But we say it so often, we get to the point where we forget it has an impact on somebody, yep. and so you're standing on the sideline and you're writing your, your comments on Facebook. Do you see what I mean? And yes. so you're saying it, and we forget how damaging that can yes. be to people. Sometimes we have to get a little bit less precious. There is a balance, and yep. um, because some and you've feedback done that. is you've just made, feedback,
0: and, you, and you've made that about the refs going, "Oh, ref, he's offside. That kid's offside." Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a personal, yeah. I've I've never thought about it like that, but that really is a fair comment.
1: I'd, I've, <laughs> and that's where I led. I mean, I led. I think I've said my my um, great. Uncle is um, Winston McCarthy, the
0: oh, yes. commentator in the legend. So, yeah, legend. I wish and- I had some music to play. All those <laughs> angels going, oh, Winston McCarthy, <laughs> absolutely. He had exams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was probably didn't actually probably walked out of school. Going, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he was an amazingly successful man. Yes, but, but legend. But, and we're a rugby family. And so when I'm as a kid growing up, gosh, the words that got thrown at screens, you know, like, but it was critical feedback to the performance. Yeah, and afterwards. I'd say thanks to the ref. Hey, yeah. that was a good game. But I am gonna say some things. So yeah. there's there's a point where it's okay and, and not to take it too personal, but there is also the 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 social media learning on social media to to absolutely slander someone yeah. with no repercussions. Yeah,
0: throw knives, eh?
1: Yep. Whereas when we grew up, if we said something, we pretty much had to say it to someone's face. Yep. And they walked up to, and, and we had to take their yeah, yeah, feedback. You had yeah, to front it. You yep. had to front it. And so now we're not learning how cruel those words ah, are, killed and we're much freer uh, yeah. with what we're saying. And and my question is to someone: if 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 someone does something like that, if you have the ability to do it, I would just calmly ask them to repeat it to my face. Like, yeah. to, to, if you're going to say that, could you say it to me? And I just, it's about learning that those things really do matter. And that's, you know, what that comes from our little kids. That comes right through from our kids, letting them know that that hurt, yeah that's actually making me feel really bad when you say that, yeah, um because we need to get feedback, otherwise we don't understand the impact it's having on people
0: yeah yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's good because I've been in situations where i've gone into red brain because of other people's behavior, and the reason why i I, I brought this whole cope up up, this topic up is um. People who do behave like that, the huge amount of pressure that they put on their kids mm. while those kids are playing those games and, you know, they don't want to actually go with the old man anymore or mum who, if she's going to spin out and, you know, the byproduct of that is they're not going to enjoy, you know. you know. Absolutely. And people say, oh, you're not just there to have fun, you're there to win. Well, you know, a bit of both's good.
1: A bit of both. I mean, there is always, it's always about winning. Don't get me wrong, it's all about winning. Yeah. But it's also being a good winner and a good loser. I mean, yeah. that's what we need to teach our kids. Absolutely, but there's also some kids that do truly believe what their parents are yelling from the sideline and, and they'll walk off and they'll go, Oh, the ref did that and the ref didn't that. And 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 I would have those conversations with my kids after sports, but what was your part in it? Yep. What did you do? And what else did you see? And did you see actually they called this against the other team as well? So I think they were being yeah. you know, consistently inconsistent, as we used to say. But but it's about unpacking those things. But if you as a parent on the sideline are consistently saying your kid's perfect. Your kid's right, everybody else is wrong, yeah. then they may actually build that belief system in themselves. And then there's a good chance know?
0: they will, actually. Yeah. But you know, I've got to say something here. I'm really proud as a Māori New Zealander that our reputation for sportsmanship globally in this country is second to none. You know, when they talk about the Aussies sledging in cricket, that's not sledging. That's verbal abuse. Let's mm. give it a right title, you know. Some of the things that they said to that, I'm not a cricket guy, or, you know, to Turner and all those great players from the 70s and stuff, they just hurled them at them. But to know that our teams go out there and they play so hard, punch above their weight, and they are real top, um, you know, the, the – the, their sportsmanship is is we're known for it,
1: and one of the things I think can contribute to that is we are a very small nation. And if I say something about you, yeah, I'm someone else is going to know me, or I'm going to know someone that you know, and all those. Right. True, you be and, careful,
0: <laughs> Catherine. <Duker. laughs> say, no well, me you what you know. you say about your bro
1: your <laughs> <laughs> But you know something, we can't sort of get away with it. You can't sort of yeah. do it and then get away with it because next minute you'll be at a party and you'll oh, see yeah. someone who knows them, and, and they'll be their friends, and, and you're ooh, embarrassed, and that's. That's actually how we reduce the likelihood of things like sledging is we actually hold people accountable for yeah. what they say. We tell them how it hurts us. We, and it's not about yelling back at them because that doesn't get a thought process going in the brain. It's actually that's really making me feel bad or you know and and you know I'm, I'm being realistic here because it's not always going to happen in the appropriate way. But if we get feedback, if we get feedback about how we're making someone feel, We're less likely to do it. But what a lot of our kids' conversations are is online. And as adults, a lot of our conversations are now becoming online. And we're just learning to, to sledge and to say horrible things about each other, which you would never say to someone's face. Never, and it's just not okay.
0: Yeah, and I'm certainly not gonna, uh, you know, because we're running out of time. But um, you know, the whole question around hate speech—it does hurt. It does, you know, people. Oh, it's my right. Well, it's not your right to hurt me, dude. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's we'll leave that for another time. But it is—it is, it is a very can, relevant.
1: Yeah, and we could generalize that again and yeah. and again. And I will be honest: as there is a point where we do have to get over some of it. Like, yeah. if I can say some things to you um, that is my opinion. And it's not directed at you. It's a generalized thing, and you go, "No, I disagree with that, Catherine. I yeah. don't agree with that. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm having an opinion, and it's what I think. And and we talk about that. There is a that's healthy bit of, to me. Exactly. There's a little bit of preciousness. There is a little bit, but there's absolutely hate speech. Yeah. And I do believe that's being practiced via. So we do. But yeah, we, yeah. again, we need to balance it out because I think there is a, an over expectation of it's my I everything I have to say is not allowed to hurt you. Well actually you're in this conversation as well and yeah. you have to hear what I'm saying in a way that takes it as I intend it, not as you know, and all those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah. There's so many variables but yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a pretty. I'm going to wrap yeah. us up
0: on a little story here, okay? okay. My, my dad, who who was a beautiful man and adopted me when he was in his late forties, uh, left school at well, left school. He hardly went to school. He was uh, used to dig gum in the far north. You know, born 1913. And we're at the marae, and I was about six or seven years old, and this fellow stood up in the marae, you see. And he started kōrero Māori and this and this and this, and And I watched my father, and I can tell when my father, he'd get so focused, he was like a brown Bruce Lee, you know. And he'd get ready, and I thought, oh, my old man's going to get up shortly, bro. You're going to get both barrels. Up he went, and what he'd do, he'd fire these barrels out, but he'd smile at the same time, and all the rest of it. And people would laugh, and people would go quiet. My point is this. Half an hour later, I'm running around the whare K backwards and there's Dad and this guy laughing, having a cup of tea, talking about football and all this stuff because the discussion, it was about attacking the topic and the discussion in the safety of the marae. They weren't attacking each other.
1: Beautiful attacking It the is discussion, not yeah, the, the, yeah, the topic, yeah. not the person.
0: Yeah, 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 and that's what it was. And and the fruits of that sort of uh, way of having debate is that the community wins. Stuff gets talked about. There's a, um, there's a, um, a, a, a proverb, a uh, He heahate the uh, oh. He ha te kai o te he korero, okay. What is the food of leaders? It is conversation. You know, and I think that's really healthy. Eh? I was getting all buddy, you know? Yeah. Starry you were up. back in Yeah, I was off. <laughs> but you know what? The other thing he said to me, he says, pure the fashions change. But the rules don't. Yep. And I love that. You know, we're in this modern world, and, uh, you know, I am a bit of a tree hugger. You know, the fashion's change, but if we think about others' feelings, if, if if we look a little bit deeper, if we have strong conversations in a safe way, man, that's got to be good for all of us, eh?
1: Oh, absolutely. The Coddling of the American Mind is an interesting book if people wanted to read it, and that talks about the universities and how they – people would say, you're not allowed to talk about that because it offends me and it makes me feel unsafe, which – there are certain subjects that that should be understood for, but not all subjects. You know, yeah. like it's 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 my responsibility to hear the things. Like you said, you're you're attacking the topic, yeah. not me. Yeah, and and I think if we sit in that space. We we have to have these conversations. How can we even um, challenge something if we can't hear a different opinion? Yeah, and that's one of the things about social media. Again, what we experience, we learn. Social media: you search a subject and you keep getting more and more about that subject, not about the adverse option, the opposite option. So so we get keep getting reinforced for our thought processes, and we never get challenged. Yeah, and on the marae, ah. there was challenge. Oh yeah, and and that's great. And then you go, okay, so we and agree to disagree is it chance. It's the same we've always said, that's fine. Yeah. And that's what we've got to practice. And when we think again, what what are we experiencing? What are we creating? If we're sitting at the dinner table and our kids argue with us, then go, well, what makes you think that? Yeah. Why yeah. you think not oi oi, don't argue yeah. with me. Yeah. I've said this, listen. It's like, why do you think that? Put your state forward. Teach them to consider different options and to be that devil's advocate. It's great.
0: Is is the system teaching our kids to think like that at the moment? <laughs> oh, I think it's time to go. <laughs> hey, Catherine, you're a star. This is always a pleasure, and uh, a big kia ora, kia e katoa, and de mai kite korero I've got questions with uh, Catherine Burkett and Pure today. Um, be kind to each other, Fana. Kia ora.
1: Kia ora.